Hey, Paul. Yes, Paul. We forgot to do the point of the last episode. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We read 50 fucking shades of grey and then forgot why. (laughs) Is it that hard to believe? (laughs) Hey, Paul, is it actually worthwhile reading bad literature? Nope. Nope, takes too long. that doesn't think anything of a snowball in the back in the middle of the night. I'm Paul Salt. I'm the one who got all the clues by mistake. They were meant for Harry Hole. Pass them on to Harry Hole. That's Put it in his Harry Hole hole. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yo Nesbo must have had a <laughs> fucking field day with that. <laughs> he just rolled the Chianti around the tumbler. I don't know if you tumble Chianti, fuck it. He no, does. Yo Nesbo. He's a Philistine. This week we're discussing the snowman, a violent thriller about a young boy who builds a snowman that comes to life and takes him to the North Pole to meet Santa Claus. Ugh, grizzly. I'm walking through the air, motherfucker. We're looking into disappearances, some recent, others dating back several years. I transferred from missing persons. Harry Hall. We studied your cases at the Academy. Well, they date back that far. Yeah, you're up there with the legends. I can't keep covering for you. Doesn't matter who you are. Tell me. I think it's the falling snow that sets the killer off. Then who does he leave the snowman for? Yeah, this week's episode is recommended by me for some reason. (laughs) I saw two very, very boring looking sort of (laughs) Scandi-themed snow-laden spy thrillers that went nowhere and had plot inconsistencies and thought, yeah, brilliant, let's do this for two weeks. Thanks, me. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Getting ready for winter. (laughs) Or summer, if you live in the backward part of the world. Yeah. The Snowman is directed by Thomas Alfredson, who brought chilling menace to let the right one in. Mm. Profound nuance to Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And then directed The Snowman. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> there you go. One job, mostly done. This movie adaptation of Yonesbo's book was originally to be dire- directed by Martin Scorsese. Mm. Then Morton Tildum. Uh, maybe Balthazar Comacur. Uh, and then surprise, Thomas Alfredson. Like, literally a surprise. He had barely any time to prepare for it before it was greenlit. Off you go, they said. <laughs> yeah. We bought your ticket. To Norway? What <laughs> is this film? I live in Sweden. I could drive. Get on the fucking plane. <laughs> I don't know if you could legitimately drive from Sweden to Norway. Probably not. It's probably the size of several Englands. <laughs> Who cares? It's not England, though. That's the important thing. <laughs> Dance together. <laughs> and then they didn't actually film the whole thing. And they didn't notice until they were in the editing suite that they had, didn't have all the footage they needed. Because as Alfredson says, directing a film is like putting a jigsaw piece together. Until you stand back, you don't notice there are pieces missing. <laughs> oh, God. What, what is it, Thomas? <laughs> Do you know what I've done? Again. Oh, you won't believe this. I knew we didn't have a climax. I came home on the flight and I was thinking, hang on, did we film that? God. Oh, I am useless. Get my head if it wasn't screwed on. Well, suffice to say, reviews were frosty, the snowman. Oh, good. Justin Lang over at the LA Times says, Watching this bungled slopsicle of a movie, it's hard not to conclude that somebody let the wrong one in. Oh, oh you legend. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Jonathan Romney, writing for a publication in that imaginatively titled Film Comment Magazine. <laughs> okay. Wow. Film talk, man. 
This film may well be the last gasp of Scandi Noir for the international market. This phase of Nordic has gone from original to dutiful emulation to dreary self-parody. This is a parody, Paul. What happens when you parody something <laughs> incredibly bleak? Did he? Oh, did he say anything? Um, did it leave him cold? Or no, sorry. He, oh, it's just a shit. Yeah, what a hack. Oh. Didn't even make a pun based on the director's previous works. Well, let's see if public can do any better. Okay. Geku, uh, writing for Amazon in a article titled Meh, mm-hmm. said, Dry, but the books are fairly rambling. Boring and mundane too, as the author tries to fit a universe into a story and tries too hard to be clever. I hate it when that happens. Ugh. Fassbender saves the day because he's a great actor, jumps right into the role, and he's great to watch. Gainsborough, as usual, is just too self-absorbed and painful <laughs> to watch. Could have been good. I actually was going to write, what does a self-absorbed performance look like? But then I remembered Kirk Cameron and thought, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Do you remember all the time Charlotte Gainsborough spends biting her lip and staring at people? <laughs> all those times she didn't read the script. <laughs> or... I just talked about yeah. how great she and her fucking kids are. <laughs> My dad used to sing. We know. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> What, sorry, sorry. What would be the opposite? Like the good, a good, not self-absorbed performance. A selfless performance. Bruce Willis. Someone is not. Someone is not in the film. Any Bruce Willis performance from two thousand and five onwards. I'm not going to take any of this limelight. <laughs> you can have it. He's actually invisible to the human eye, Bruce Willis. <laughs> they just have to drape clothes over his body, or like they pour paint on his face so it sort of maps the contours of his lips. <laughs> They do that before every shot. Ryan Johnson, personally, he's a pro. Um, The Snowman has 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, 23% on Metacritic, and disappointingly features no Threeman. Oh, what? Yeah. Good to know we've got Chloe Sevigny on on the starting box. We've got Charlotte Gainsbourg, finally. Fuck her. She's great. I love her. Fuck her. (laughs) Her self-obsessedness is in there. (laughs) Yeah. She's ready to go. One of my favourite actresses of all time, Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> Brilliant. One of my, one of the people who scares me more than anyone else on earth, Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> we, are, we, we are now beginning a vendetta against her with the three men. <laughs> oh boy. Glad. Sweet Christ, what happens when we get to three? Is she going to have sex with us or m- massacre us? If she's going to have sex probably with both. us, then we've probably got nothing to worry about, judging by this film. Because <laughs> what was that? <laughs> You know what? That was in no way out of character whatsoever, genuinely. <laughs> there were, I, I tr- try and think of a context in which Charlotte Gainsbourg dry-humping a, ma- a character in a film would be out of character for her. So, Paul, you've seen Not Filmed. Oh, the clues! What's one thing about the snowman that made you wish you hadn't been let in to the place where you watched the film? Jesus. Justin Lang made this look so easy. <laughs> I wish that I'd been let into Norway. Just once. Couldn't afford it again. No. <laughs> the Norwegian government, they thought, nope, not taking the risk this time. All right, Paul. What happens in film? M- many things happen in the cinema. <laughs> Quite a lot, actually. The, 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 right. the, 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 key, the key is just pinning down what happens continuously with a satisfying ending. So, to, to begin. There's a boy. Yes. Suffering a... from terribly dubbed child syndrome. Mom, Mom, Uncle Jonas is here. No, it's not Tuesday today. But it is. He's here. His his uncle comes to visit, and he is testing him on Norwegian history, and beat and mm. he beats his mother every time he gets a question wrong. The uncle. Yes. So anyway, you'll learn. Yeah, and then after that, he he goes out and builds a snowman, to, which is catharsis or something, and that's that's great. And then he goes and spies on the two of them, and they've had sex, and yeah. seeing her child through the window, 
she uh, decides to threaten this incredibly violent man. Yeah, exactly. Just, just decides to antagonize him and reveal to yeah. the son that he he is a father and she maybe isn't even his his mum. Okay. Just before that, sorry, he goes um he he hits her and she yeah. spills over some beans and yeah. the kid like looks forlornly at the beans and in the next shot he's out making a snowman with the coffee beans. Yeah. Which I assume they sent him out so they could have sex, but it really thanks to the cut just looks like he's like oh damn the coffee beans. Oh, I can finish that snowman at last. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like mom. he's got a slothrop style sort of horny <laughs> quixotic need to build snowmen <laughs> with coffee beans <laughs> whenever he sees them no matter how violently things are happening around him <laughs> just gotta finish the uncle drives off and the yeah. mum and the kid get in a car get off in hot pursuit of the thing and they drive over <laughs> beautiful too. Norwegian landscape and suddenly the mum takes her hands off the wheel for no reason whatsoever portrayed in the film and they <laughs> they, they they slide off the road and onto yeah. Um, one of those frozen over lakes that Norway has in spades. Loads. That cracks. The the car's going down. The boy gets out. He looks at the mum and says, Mum, please get out. I love you. What, what, why are you doing this? She looks at him and she smiles, sort of. Now, our protagonist, Harry Hole, as played by Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I know how much you want this, but you can't force the pieces to fit. Do you actually think he killed them? I don't know. I don't think either of us do for sure. He's sleeping one off in Norway's park of upsetting statues. <laughs> he certainly is. Well, the, the streets were full that night. Yes. He staggers home. He hears that there's an intruder inside of his home, so he reaches behind his Sex Pistols album to get his pistol out because he's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets surprised by some guy spraying for mold without permission. Yep. And does he fire? Yes, he does. I thought he, f- he shoots his he gun. He fires one off. Yeah. He sleeps one off, then shoots one off. And then the mole guy goes, "Oh, that was weird. You just shot at me. Oh well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave unperturbed. <laughs> you got, you got a mole problem. Everything's dying in your, in your flat, especially your soul, Harry Hole, <gasps> and your dreams, literary. Harry Hole goes out in order to stare at Charlotte Gainsbourg through a window, and she, being a <laughs> pinnacle of professionalism, stares back at him for several seconds, in full view of her yeah. fucking um clients. Is this at this? Is it? No, it's not even at this stage. He has his first line. Not yet." Still going to keep going. <laughs> I mean, w- what is it at this stage? Is it then in the, in the police department? There's an American sales lady explaining these devices everyone's going to have on them with weird thumbprints that look like from, they're from the 1980s. Yeah, there's a tech subplot apparently in this, <laughs> in this movie where things are getting done with electrical devices and Harry Hole sort of stares at it as if to say, oh, can't, couldn't, couldn't fit that in my hole. <laughs> in my Harry Hole. That's what he calls his life, but <laughs> nobody likes it. Nobody likes it when he does that. Get in my Harry hole. No. Get, what does get in my life mean? <laughs> it, well, also in my Harry hole. It's these, lit- literal and figurative. But these devices are so high tech. Look at the little flap of cardboard covering the fingerprint <laughs> scanner. You have to lift it up like an advent calendar. I'd, I'd like to think that Yo Nesbo specified this <laughs> in the book. He, he lifted up the little cardboard flappy bit to <laughs> put his finger on the finger bit. <laughs> it went ding and he knew <laughs> it was all going to be okay. He... <laughs> He goes to a canteen and has a very awkwardly staged shot with his boss, where yeah. it transpires he has some form of reputation, but don't worry about that. Down the Harry Hole with that one. Who the fuck is this guy? Don't worry about it, you're fine. Look, you all know who Harry Hole is. You followed the Harry Hole <laughs> canon. Right? No, says the audience, and Thomas, Thomas Alfredson comes into screen and goes, oh, it's going to be a difficult one, guys. Yeah. Let me tell you, there was this one. I'll never forget this. There was one. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> it just goes through the plot of several of the novels. <laughs> Anyway, after <laughs> Thomas Alfredson's left the cinema, it's okay that he's he's sleeping on the the streets and is a is a total barely functioning alcoholic. Yeah. Um. 
He's a genius. Because he's, he's just such a good detective. And then <laughs> this is when Rebecca Ferguson comes in. Is it? Because <laughs> I have a Maybe. few more notes that I think he goes... I think before that, he goes and sees his family again. He walks Charlotte Gainsbourg home. And oh, yeah. um, he has a son. Or does he? Look, we can all agree that Harry Holes has a complicated relationship with a teenage boy. That goes on a bit. He goes and looks through a pub window, which then pans <laughs> left to him, passed out next to the pub. <laughs> As if he had seen through the pub window and then very quickly ran around the corner to pass out there. (laughs) A woman is traveling home and a snowball gets thrown at her back and she turns as if to say, oh, what's this? Which is (laughs) no way how someone would react. If If a snowball hit me in the back as I was walking down an empty street, I would not even fucking turn. I would just start running. Oh, but doesn't this just feel like a scene out of a square where... The what's the director's name? Ruben Osland. Ruben Osland is is severely interrogating Norway's liberal, <laughs> like, trust liberal mindset here. <laughs> oh, that might have been a minority who threw that. Do you need some money? <laughs> so yeah, throwing throwing a few shekels out onto the 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 snowy Norwegian ground. She drives drives home and she gets home and then. She comes in, yeah. and then she goes out again, and then disappears. She comes in. There's a snowman outside of the house that's been made. Someone stubs out a cigarette. She goes in, there's a kid thing. Yeah, she goes out again, and then she dies. Yeah. Ah. We presume. Or she disappears from the plot for several minutes. Do we find the body? I don't know, because I thought the Val Kilmer stuff was happening at the same time, so I thought Val Kilmer found her body. Yeah, no, okay, at this stage, he is sleeping one off. In the fucking meeting room, and Michelle yeah. Monaghan comes in to try and use the meeting room. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson, I mean. <laughs> um, I'm just going to call her any- everything now. She's got a closed case with her. Yeah. He escorts her out on a case for some yeah. reason to investigate the missing person. While she's in interviewing an old woman, a neighbor, with a computer, because, you know, we need to set up that there's a camera on the front of this thing, yeah. and this is the only way to do it. He reads through the case files. We cut back nine early, nine years earlier. And Val Kilmer is there being dubbed over yeah. or delivering his lines from behind. How long has she been missing? Two days. Why did you come to me? I've been suspended. Right, back in the future, he goes and stares at a kid for a bit. He has a bit of a um, ballistic X versus Sever encounter with a kid. He certainly does. And yeah, that's great. And she reveals some some good plot points. Oh, does she? Well, they might have supposed to have been. <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. James Darcy's the dad. He's suspicious, but not really. I think he's supposed to be suspicious, but he's not. Uh, fuck me, this seems a mess. So at this at this stage, is Michael Fassbender's out with his his young Harry Hole boy and <laughs> little Hole? No, not yet. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Yes, there's a flashback again because now I think Michelle Monaghan's reading the file. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm going to keep calling Rebecca Ferguson <laughs> and Michelle Monaghan. It for some reason amuses me to do so. <laughs> She's reading the file. Yeah, and we cut back to um. Val Kilmer walking in the snow up a ski lift in order to go see the original body Hmm. nine years prior um, because he's investigating a similar case it seems but whilst he's up there he overhears a radio call or there is no he doesn't it just seems like he does or does he I don't know but the radio call says um wait what's he doing here I thought he was suspended have you tried telling him that I mean you legitimately could (laughs) yeah he's suspended he can't be at a crime scene that's fine that is how that is how that works actually that's how that really needs to work. The the the, uh, the commanding officer has just had a message through a little memo to say that Val Kilmer's been suspended, and it's like, oh, how am I supposed to tell him that? <laughs> they don't offer that avenue in the Norwegian police. <laughs> Ferguson meets up with. Fassbender. I wish he had a Harry hole. <laughs> 
Fassbender offers, um, I, I can't remember the context of the scene, but um, Fassbender says, have you eaten? And Fer- Rebecca Ferguson says, no. And he turns it over and he's cut up the sausage like the bodies have been cut up. Yeah. Like, here, have a look at my creepy sausage. <laughs> my upsetting sausage that I have. <laughs> Why have you done that, you fucking prick, you Harry Hole? I call this the sausage hole. <laughs> Pointing at his face. <laughs> he just looks so fucking pleased with himself. There's a scene of the daughter going out looking for the mum, at which point I really start to wonder if that body that Val Kilmer found was the mum and why nobody's told her yet. <laughs> I was fucking nowhere on this. I had so little accuracy with my assessment of this. And then, okay, so then there's a missing persons call for Chloe Sevigny, right? No, not yet. Now for is the God's sports sake. night. <laughs> Now it's the sport. They go to the sport and they see their son wiped out by an opposing player. At which oh, point yeah, okay. Charlotte Gainsbourg goes, ooh, and then turns and starts laughing without us seeing if the son got back up. <laughs> ooh. Ah, he's fine. Yeah. I assume. <laughs> he's <swat. Yeah. laughs> he's fucking always doing that. Oh, looks like that kid's just teared him, him a little Harry hole. <laughs> he's handing him his Harry hole. Michael Fassbender is just fucking hating this. <laughs> Charlotte Gainsbourg is in hysterics. <laughs> this is why we didn't work out, you twat. You think I was going to be Mrs. Hall? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Speaking this is of which. Charlotte Hall. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. What a stupid name. I'm sorry anyone listening whose surname is Hall. <laughs> but I just think that people who have single single syllable noun surnames are ridiculous. Anyway, speaking of never going to marry... Michael Fassbender, her stepdad shows up, her husband, new bloke, boyfriend, doctor. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he sits down with them and Charlotte Gainsbourg says, um, oh, I'm going to go buy some hot dogs. And Michael Fassbender says, oh, no, please, I'll go get the hot dogs. No, 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 you stay. Please. He keeps offering me drugs. No. Uh, yeah. So, so he does. He offers him drugs. Cre- creepy Scandinavian doctor with no emotions whatsoever um, prescribes <laughs> Michael Fassbender with some very, very strong sleep medication. Yes. Is that what that is? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. And then afterwards... He says, you can put those in your Harry Hole, mate, and Michael Fassman. He goes, look, just leave it. Seriously, leave it. I'm fucking Done. leaving. I'm getting my son. I'm getting my little hole, and I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he, he and his son go and attend a very lightly attended concert. Yeah. Of? Um, of some sorts. New jazz. New jazz. New shouty jazz. Gymnastics. <laughs> it's a new Norwegian deaf jazz. But isn't this after the Chloe Seveny bit? No, this they, is when the back. Chloe Seveny thing happens. He gets a text saying oh there's an urgent police matter he drives his fucking little harry hole home yeah. drops him off there and then he's saying good night and they're like oh so you're off to the crime scene then yep that's where i'm going next absolutely the next scene will be me arriving at the crime scene okay <sighs> then bye everyone bye <laughs> bye i'm gonna go get into this taxi and then go straight to the crime scene bye <laughs> and then the second he gets out of frame oh actually i'm gonna go home first <laughs> take me home go in the morning thomas alfredson <laughs> in the editing suite is like fuck why did i write it this way seamless though we get a single shot of him at home <laughs> and then then they drive out to go see chloe seven in the day because that's when they filmed it for some reason oh god okay I, I i was getting mixed up i thought that was the second time they went back to see chloe seven because what happens well, is there's a missing persons it, call it turns out that yes. she she's obviously there so mm. she's not missing they they thought it was her husband so they go away mm. again and she yeah. calls her husband to say, no, you shouldn't do that ever again. It wasn't your baby. It was my baby. Exposition. And then somebody else comes in. <laughs> what do you mean I always do this? What do you mean I'm constantly saying things as if I can't hear your side of the conversation? <laughs> what, what? What? That's a really unrealistic thing for you to say. 
Yes, something happens to her, and um, well, she gets Ed cut off, well, she, right? She gets Ed, Ed cut off with with electric wire, <laughs> with thing from the counselor. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the counselor. They get another call, so they have to go back to Chloe Sevigny. And, yes, in voice. And, and she's... Michael Fassbender arrives back at the scene and says, "Hey, I was just at my son's concert. What's going on here?" <laughs> Thomas Alfredson in the editing suite is like, "Fuck." <laughs> Jesus. God. <laughs> I'm awful at this. <laughs> but 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 and and so she and she's dead and then it cuts to another scene where Michael Fassbender is suddenly fighting his way through a snowstorm to go to a room in somewhere else. And then that's where Chloe Sevigny's body is. And no, it's not that. Cuz it's just in a room and then it cuts to another place Look, and there's a dead. snowman there. <laughs> and um and then Chloe Sevigny's head's on that. So yeah. that's that. And can That's... we say actually that every letter that the the serial killer writes to Mr. Policeman, oh, yes. there's a little derp snowman <laughs> at the bottom of it, yeah. um, which is sometimes it's... they'll cut to when we see a snowman, as if the audience yeah. needs reminding that that's what he put at the bottom of his letter. And er- yeah, and every snowman that we find always has a big old smiley face and lovely open twig <laughs> arms, as if to say, "Give me a hug." He goes and sees his boss Toby Esterhazy, um, mm. in order to tell. Him- I think that's who that is. No, actually, that's someone else. No, he just goes to see his boss, not quite Tom Hollander. And it's like, well, Rebecca Ferguson was banging on about a serial killer for a while, but now a man is telling me. I suppose we better put some resources into it. <laughs> Assemble a crack team of special characters that will come to know and love and set them up in a basement like The Wire. Will do, boss. So he sets it up with Harry Hole, um, Rebe- <laughs> Rebecca Rebecca Monaghan, and, and two guys with half beards. And a girl, I think. Well, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Um, at this stage, do we pick up on the very interesting subplot that goes somewhere with J.K. Simmons? Yes! As, as, as the sort of minister for sport trying to get the Oslo like Oslo Winter Olympics who is also a pervert and has a doctor helping him out <laughs> who brings him a, a girl a real girl yes tells her to take his her top off and J.K. Simmons says this isn't the right time and then takes a photo with his phone and then walks off a part of me just wishes that's the end of the transaction <laughs> he just finds women brings it to him and he goes click <laughs> and then just walks off <laughs> Thanks, love. You did great. <laughs> Brilliant. Love him. Rebecca Ferguson is ostensibly investigating him because he, she suspects him of being responsible for all the deaths of women. Harry Hall goes home and has a run-in with his exterminator. Don't worry about him, literally. Well, it's it's playing the music that was playing in Chloe Sevigny's house when um, just before she was murdered. The, the mold guy walks out and, you re- and then it turns out that it's not the mold guy because the mold guy's standing in front of a chip shop or something holding a small dog. Ah. And, and he, he he sees the person walk past dressed up as him, the mold guy. I wondered what and that was what... because I didn't fucking manage to memorize the mold guy's face from the opening scene of the film. <laughs> well, luckily there's two of us in this podcast, and it's not just it's not one good boy does one good thing. It takes two pools to figure this one out, guys. Barely. That's right, it's a two pooler. The it's the killer probably in there just just messing around with Harry Hole. Yeah. At this point, Harry Hole gets it onto the idea that actually Rebecca Ferguson is here because of some stuff that happened in a town nearby that's name I didn't write down. Burn probably bergen 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 that's the one yeah. um he gets into a train which glides effortlessly through the snow everyone who uses national rail to get to work cries a little bit in the audience <laughs> scandinavia is wonderful um it turns out that the stepdad is on the train and points out to yeah. him oh did you cancel um having to take your son on his uh his uh camping trip that he was really looking forward to <laughs> cuts to the doctor and it cuts back to michael fassbender during this <laughs> <laughs> He's just smiling and nodding. <laughs> ah! and then, then, then he did you did you cancel? <laughs> he he takes, he takes the fall, the fall for it. Yeah, he takes the fall yeah. for it. What a lovely guy. 
Um, Aww. It's, de- it's depressing. Okay, what subplot do we pick up back with at this stage? My next note is um, the suicide picture is rough. So. Oh, yeah. So it must be I in think Bergen. At this stage, yes, he's, he's in Bergen and he's investigating what happened to Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, he got killed by terrible CGI. Yeah. Toby Jones spends the two minutes he has in this film <laughs> to, to talk, talk about Val Kilmer, therefore failing the Bechdel test. And, <laughs> and, um, and then that's it. Goodbye, Toby Jones. Goodbye, yep. Bergen. They go, they Goodbye go back. to that. Back in the main setting, Oslo probably, I don't know. Rebecca Ferguson finds the Doctor. Oh, how was this Doctor involved in any... F- oh, the Doctor who brought Boob Lady to J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Finds yes. him in his house. At some point, they went and interviewed him. I don't know when that fucking happened. Oh, that was earlier. Uh, fucking, who knows? Who cares? Um, And he's gone into the shed and blown his head off with a shotgun. And she thinks to herself, not again. Yeah. Ugh. First, my dad, Val Kilmer. Whoops, spoiler. There you go. And now, <laughs> now this Doctor. What a palaver. Michael Fassbender takes a picture of the take, uh, looks at the picture of the corpse, compares it to the picture of the other corpse, and it's like, yup, they both definitely had their heads blown off. <laughs> yup, yep. now that I can get this under the microscope, I can really see the similarities. <laughs> can I keep this crime scene picture? No, can I? Yes. That's why I'm Harry Hole. <laughs> Don't and call me that for nothing. So then um, ev- everyone assumes that it was the doctor all along and he's killed himself because he's gone too far into it or something. Yes. Has the man's body been found? Oh, who cares? Michelle Monaghan is uh, suspended because she realised that something <laughs> was going on and she didn't tell anyone else. She just went to investigate it herself. Yes. She's suspended. She broke a lot of safeguarding uh, provisions. Yep. I yeah. just remembered the guy on Twitter who pointed out that our long last love episode plot was a bit tricky to follow. Good luck with this one. I think that was steel, but... Um... <laughs> well, well, I hope you've been enjoying this so far, because I don't know where we are. Harry Hole says, well, she, he's got to go and find Michelle Monaghan and get her badge and gun. He says, oh, I, Harry Hole, will go and find her and put her in a Harry Hole. He picks her up and slams her into the floor, and then they have a conversation about an inch from each other's faces about, <laughs> about how rough everything is. Is this when I have the note, let me weirdly hug you? I think it is because she's she's um she's sort of professing her enjoyment, and then he comes out and puts his arm awkwardly, almost exactly across her breast. <laughs> yep, and just is that there? Just holds it there, just for a while. <laughs> his son's gone missing, by the way. We had a single shot of Gainsborough on the phone being like, "Well, I don't know where he is," and then we cut we cut away. Yeah, his son's gone missing. Michelle Monaghan slash Rebecca Ferguson. Got got to use the real name. Sorry, sorry, TV in space. <laughs> Michelle, oh fuck! I said Michelle Monaghan again. Michelle Monaghan. She decides to try and entrap J.K. Yes, Simmons. they go to another party where they all still have those weird glowing things on them, which makes me at this stage question what the fuck those things actually are. I thought it was just a weird party thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Must be something to do with the Olympics. He takes a creepy picture of her face, and then yeah. he walks off screen, and he's no sooner off screen when the assistant comes up to her <laughs> and says. Yeah. Mr. Simmons would like to see you in his private quarters. And she looks round and he's hid behind a fucking bookcase, <laughs> like giggling to himself, watching them. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yes, me. <laughs> but also not me. <laughs> not if anyone asks. So she goes up and she sets up the hotel room for an entrapment. Uh, Norway, Oslo wins the Winter Olympics bid. Yep. Yay. Um, meanwhile, isn't Harry Hole is doing something else. What is he doing? He's having sex with Charlotte Gainsbourg. Having kind not of. sex with Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> she she goes down, she squ- straddles him. God, that was... What's that? Ah! Th- trying to think of my sex down, words. She, she gets she, on... She, she, she's all in. He gets inside. <laughs> Fuck! It's, it's difficult, right? Charlotte Gainsbourg defies sexual definition. 
So she she straddles Michael Fassbender. Sexual orientation, she... just a series of question marks. <laughs> she she straddles Michael Fassbender, tempts him with a Harry hole, and <laughs> oh, I don't I don't often make myself laugh. done that she she dry humps him for a bit for they're all fully clothed yeah and then with no no words or sign of an ending she just stops doing it and then turns off the music that michael fassbender was listening to <laughs> oh i was enjoying both of those things <laughs> no go find our son <laughs> i thought you knew where he was well i don't know uh, she gets a call from her creepy scandinavian boyfriend who says oh, i've got a business dinner to go to and i went oh he's the killer <laughs> oh okay Okay. okay. Because immediately Rebecca Ferguson is being murdered in the yeah. hotel room. J.K. Simmonless. They decide that they have to track him down. In order to and and to track him down, what they do is they wait until they get a phone call, basically saying that it's this guy. No, they no, he spe- he speaks to James Darcy. That's it. Speaks to James Darcy, Dad. He points out that a visiting hormone specialist hormone came specialist. to see the wife. That's it. But basically, Harry Hole, the great detective, has it dropped into his lap that it's this guy, obviously, because it. it can't be anyone else. Yeah. And when he goes into this cabin in the middle of nowhere, Norway's beautiful, the son, Oleg, yeah. and the wife, Charlotte Gainsbourg, are tied to chairs. Oh, no! And he says, sit down and pass me the gun. And rather than shoot him straight in the back of the head, he walks around to the table, sits down and passes him the gun. <laughs> he hasn't got the thing looped around anyone. He's just standing there, <laughs> away from the wife. Just sh- should have just shot all right, him. All right, just don't hurt them. <laughs> I know you know... Quack foo. Anyway, <laughs> God, that was so that he was gets... so easy, Harry Hole. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's all right. I've got a, I've got a trick up my Harry Hole. <laughs> he gets out a um. He gets out the wire thing that he's going to use to cut off Charlotte Gainsbourg's head. Yeah. Puts it around her neck. Um. Tightens it. Cuts her neck and then loosens it again because you know whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, thanks to editing, everybody's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what the, What the fuck happened there? I felt the need to write well, down. The sun knocks back on the chair. Enough to distract the, the the killer for some reason. And that distraction makes him take the loop off of Charlotte Gainsbourg's head and his finger off the triver- trigger so that yep. Harry Hole can then throw himself at the guy yep. and uh, give him a good pounding. Yeah, he takes his finger, oh no, and then he goes <laughs> he, off in pursuit of him. All of that happens, we cut to a snowman outside of the window, which is fucking hilarious. Yep. And then he goes out into the snow and shouts, hey! Hey! <laughs> and just someone just shoots him from off screen, and it's extraordinarily funny. Maybe he shouldn't have just stood there and shouted. Maybe he should have done something tactical. Should, yeah, shouldn't have stood in the middle of night, right out in the <laughs> open there, and said "Hey" very loudly. <laughs> the killer falls through the ice. Luckily, in yeah. no in no way related to anything that Harry Hole was doing. Yeah, he falls into a completely unrelated hole. And Harry Hole hates that. Yeah, he returns to the fucking hut. His family's fine. Hard cut to a room full of chairs pointing in weird directions. Classroom? Maybe. Some sort of AA meeting? Possibly. Oh no, it's a briefing. Yeah. He's describing a case. Harry Hole appears out of nowhere and says, I'll take it. Cut to black. Yeah, great. Harry Hole will return. <laughs> no, he fucking won't. <laughs> Not anymore. He couldn't even get all the way through one film. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but got a good feeling about the next one. <laughs> It'll be 0.5 of a film. That was The Snowman, directed by Thomas Alfredson. And if that was confusing and difficult to follow, then 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one... I, f- I feel like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is going to come up a fair amount <laughs> in the discussion here, because it it's a film with some things in common, mm. not least the director, Thomas Alfredson. Mm. But it does everything better. Yeah. And the labyrinthine plot, where you have to pay attention all the time to Tinker Tailor, where you're going to miss stuff, that plot isn't really actually the focus of the film. Mm. It's not what it, the film's all about. The film is about the sense of portrayal all of these characters have, the sort of immaculate rendering of 70s Britain and the troubles and trials of it, and all of these characters sort of caught up in it. Mm. This is about the plot, The Snowman, because there's no characters. Yeah. There's no personal investment, really. Nope. It's a movie about a serial killer hunt that's very choppy and has plot lines that go absolutely nowhere. What happens to J.K. Simmons? Eh. He's fine. Yeah, he was innocent. He's <laughs> he can go on taking more boob pics for the rest of his life. Yeah, the fact the Val Kilmer subplot just didn't need to be in there at all. Why was it in there? Uh, motivation for the Ferguson plot? I don't know. Yeah, it couldn't have so... been couldn't have been revealed any other way. Because she obviously needed a personal motivation to go after a killer of women. Yeah, it couldn't have been her job. No, it needed to be her dad. But it did it also didn't just the fact that it was like five six minutes of footage just didn't need to be in there. It could have been. She said no. it anyway. <laughs> they had a discussion yeah. about it. <laughs> True. It just, no, it was needless. Yeah. That whole trip to Bergen was needless. My worry is that if you start taking out the things that are needless, you're going to end up with even less movie. True. <laughs> it just It's a police procedural without any procedural. <laughs> with a baffling counterintuitive procedure. Yeah. There's Now, was it in the film or in the trailer where he says, I gave you... There's that the whole thing in the trailer of yes. I gave you all the clues and everything. It could save them, you know. Gave you all the clues and everything. Is that mentioned in the movie? It was on the poster yeah. as well. And no, it's not in the movie. And you know what? When he called up his wife, um, the stepdad, yeah, as soon as I heard his voice on the phone, because that's the first time you hear his voice on the phone, I was like, oh, I remember that voice in the trailer. Oh, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, no, there wasn't any. And I fault- assume it was taken out because there were no clues that he was given, really. <laughs> Just a snowman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there were no. there was no legitimate way the audience could have figured out figured it out before it happened yeah there was no little hints and there's no foreboding no or hinting at anything i went back and watched parts of the film again and i watched some of the scenes with him in it and there's just there's nothing there he's just like a guy it feels like one of those situations and it does happen in scandi noir where they filmed the whole thing without telling the killer he was the killer <laughs> and subsequently there were no plots there were no like little hints or nuances okay. in the performance whatsoever hmm. i don't think that is what happened it's just how it feels because there's nothing <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there there is a misdirection in J.K. Simmons and um and the Doctor, but sure, but there's just nothing. There's no aha moment. It's just oh, <laughs> okay, it's him then. Oh, of course. And 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 it really is because there's literally no one else left in the investigation. Yeah, he, he's ruled out everybody else, and it, it, so it's oh, it, it must be him then. Harry yeah. Hole is not a good detective in this film. No, he's not. But I don't know if he's meant to be. There's a scene, the only thing that implies he's any good. There's two moments. One is early on mm. when he's disappeared for several days mm. and he comes back and his boss comes up to him basically just to say, don't do it again. You know, you can't take time off. There are no exceptions. You know, no matter who it is, that's mm. it. He says, no matter who it is, thereby implying that he is somebody that needs to be, that needs to be specified. And then later on, Michelle Monaghan, <laughs> fuck me, Rebecca Ferguson <laughs> says to him, um, oh, I studied you at school or something like that, even mm. though they seem to be the same age. That's it. Other than that, there's nothing given to us to employ. And he gets on quite well with the kid. Mm. So he gets some information out of her, I think. Although I don't yeah. know what. What happens to her? That woman? Yes, she was cut up and, and left somewhere. But I, I really can't remember. 
we find Chloe Sevigny, the head on the snowman. We find Chick from the uh, AGM report. Mm. Um, Val Kilmer finds her. I can't remember any other bodies. The fridge. She's in the fridge, isn't she? Oh, that's it. She's in the fridge. At the doctor's house. That's right. Man, ah. it was just... That's true. Sorry, Thomas Alfredson. It was, it was just... We don't get to see the family grief. <laughs> no. No. It was, it was just so difficult to follow. It felt, it felt like yeah. watching Goddard or something. <laughs> Except you were meant to. You were meant to understand this and be yeah. like, oh, okay, this leads to that. It's hard to see what drew Alfredson to this because what's so powerful about his other films is atmosphere. Mm. Let the Right One In is about isolation. Mm. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is about betrayal. I don't know what the snowman's about. It's a very conventional. What is coherent is a very conventional, you know, police procedural yeah. serial killer hunter. I don't see what makes it special. What what made him think, yeah, this one. Also Scorsese as well. It was also if, if, with with the setting, you know, there were so many beautiful sweeping shots of the incredible Norwegian landscape. And it felt like that was supposed to be getting at something. The you know, maybe the isolation, the the bleakness of the of the the murder maybe just against this bleak landscape but because there was nothing actually of of substance in the film it was just mm. it was just scene setting mm. so it's all well and good being shown another incredible norwegian vista but yeah. there was no there was no sense of of purpose behind it yeah and it's like what are we saying about the norwegian people which we've so carefully stripped everything of their culture from in this that apparently they went to great efforts to make sure that no norwegian language appeared in the film whatsoever right down to changing like the police signs on the cars it's like mm. no <laughs> we've said it set in norway we don't want this to get confusing <laughs> god forbid <laughs> total mess it wasn't i mean it wasn't the worst film of 2017 that i've seen so far i preferred it to the emoji movie but because <laughs> it's true. it's rare that we watch a bad film with so much production value I think so. It was at least in like nice to watch. Oh god, yeah, it had some good scenes and yeah, the performances were okay, even yeah. though the um they were given very little to I do. I wasn't bored. I was probably too busy, desperately scrabbling for meeting. But <laughs> I was pretty powerfully uninvested. I would okay. say I yeah. really didn't care much about anyone, and I couldn't help but think again of Tinker Taylor, which also has a large cast, mm. an ensemble cast, but every single character in that gets a moment where they shine. Yeah, a moment of like either supreme emotional resonance or a moment where they sort of embody the character yeah. and say what everything about them. Toby Jones, for example, as Percy Allerline, mm. you know, has these wonderful moments where he gets to be sort of cock at the walk and you can tell that this was what was important to him and that, you know, yeah. he's played the political game just to yeah. get the top chair. And people like Benedict Cumberbatch as... Um, Oh man, Peter yeah. Willem. Like he has several great moments in his limited screen time. He has the great moment where he kicks his boyfriend out of the flat because Carla's now going to be looking for blackmail information on them. Yeah. And when he just loses his shit at Ricky Tarr, um, played by Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Do you know how that makes me feel? Yeah. It's a really great sort of explosion. Everyone gets something like that, and it's just makes you invest, you know, mm. even though you don't get to spend much time with everyone. Can you tell me anything about Harry Hole? He's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, so he's grumpy. He's an alcoholic, a workaholic, I guess. I, yeah, I guess, and as much as he gets a train yeah. and then gets drunk on the train. <laughs> why Why was the killer giving him pills? I, I assume it was to, like, dull his senses or something, but it's just not explored at all yeah. in the in I the gave film. you all the clues and a pill to, dr to dull your senses. <laughs> <laughs> You've you're sending me mixed messages, killer. Maybe because he's a hormone specialist, and he's um. <laughs> I've been giving you the hormones of a terrible detective. <laughs> Your detective powers are weak, Harry Hole. 
God, it's so clever. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh. We've got to do it once an episode. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's clear what the problems are. Yeah, they didn't finish the film. But in addition to that, it just doesn't feel like another 10 to 15% would have done it, you know? Unless, yeah. they, coincidentally, the moments they cut were all the emotional moments. Yeah. <laughs> the moments it might have resonance. helped. Might have helped. Shall we eat quick fire? Quick fire. We could probably just say, in generally, all the shots of the fucking stunning Norwegian landscape were yeah. incredibly beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Alfredson still has an eye for, for a detail. Mm. Um, at the beginning, when he's being interrogated by his uncle, and she, he's beating beating his uh, mum, yeah. um, there's there are nice sort of sh- sh- isolated shots of the mum's hand fidgeting nervously yeah. and just better just better than showing people going <laughs> on, on, on screen yeah. with their faces. Another neat little character moment was um, when Michael Fassbender gets into the canteen right at the very beginning, uh, before he's had his first line, and he's just been going around staring at everyone. He ta- he goes he goes to a two seat table and he takes the other seat and places it at another table so that his seat is the only one at the table, thereby removing okay. the possibility of anyone sitting opposite him. Nice. That was cool. He did it wordlessly, and it was yeah, it was neat. Um, I really like Fassbender's face when he was surprised at his gunshot, having almost shot the um, exterminator, <laughs> and the okay, cigarette yeah. hanging from his lip, and his his lower teeth visible, but not his upper teeth. <laughs> and he just looks genuinely fucking insane. <laughs> eyes are filled with scorpions, or whatever the fucking line is. <laughs> what a nest of scorpions is my mind. That's the one. My eyes are filled with scorpions, famous Shakespeare line. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Help me, Lady Macbeth. <laughs> it's actually the persistent snowballs on her back I thought were quite menacing oh yeah it was I, I like the creepy idea of something upsetting happened to you on the street which you know happens but then you're in the comfort of your own home in bed mm. and suddenly you know there's the snowball again that's really yeah. creepy oh I really liked the American sales lady <laughs> mm-hmm. although her draw was occasionally just a little bit um, off-putting I liked her voice she had a very deep sort of husky kind of voice yeah um, yeah which I appreciated and she'll sample here hmm Cool. Listen to that voice. Get All it right. in your Harry hole. <laughs> it's full at this stage. Yeah. Fast as a good donkey noise. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like the exterior shot of the house mm. when the killer is uh, pursuing them. And there's an exterior shot and um, the daughter and mother are separated in their windows, um, but just fully open, you know, just mm. completely exposed in their little sectioned off areas. It was quite, yeah. it was quite good. I like that. Cool. He's having a conversation with Oleg, his son or stepson. It wasn't ever clarified in on the tram in Oslo, and I can't I can't remember what he says. So you're gonna give me a lecture about drinking? Don't be a prick. <laughs> it's a really good way of dealing with a kid. I really like the upsetting layout of the body, bodies. Because what mm. the guy does is he uses a sort of weird wire cutting thing to slice mm. limbs off very cleanly, and he lays them out mm. with the with the sections sort of spread out. And in one of them, I think mm. the pic, I think it was the one that Val Kilmer finds, she's spread out with her arms sort of segmented, and her left leg. So it's mm. like one half of her body is normal, the other half is all chopped up. It's very upsetting. Why does he do that? Anyway. Next up. <laughs> no, you're right. There's no reason to do that whatsoever. <laughs> but it is grim. 
It is grim. When he's demonstrating it, and when um the fo- when he takes off Chloe Sevigny's head, it's a yeah. very grim demonstration of what he can do and how he does it. It's very Anton Chigurh that moment. Oh, it's, um, yeah, it is horrible. Ruthless and calculated. Yeah. The way Harry Hole behaved in when he was in front of his ex and her new boyfriend together, he had he had this sort of emasculated look about him. <laughs> and it was like very damaged vulnerable look oh michael fassbender can can be very very good it's a lot of shit (laughs) just lately i mean he did assassin's creed and the snowman back to back yeah oh and prometheus and alien oh yeah oh dear and trespass against us wasn't that well reviewed even though i liked it yeah i liked it too it was great oh dear maybe then fassbender backlash yeah it's a shame because light between oceans wasn't well reviewed but i thought that was great Oh, that's it. The critics all have it. It's like um, Horsey X Model, um, Super yeah. Shepherd. The critics just hate him. Yeah, and they have no fun in life. <laughs> uh, Michael oh, Fassbender has all the fun, so as you can see where that contratop has arisen. I just pictured him in a sort of top hat and a cigar at a jaunty angle. <laughs> he just releases a film that's just fuck film critics. <laughs> <laughs> all of their wives are in it with him. <laughs> it's him and Terry Notary just wrestling. I like J.K. Simmons' Norway voice. Yeah. When people ask me why I've given up so much of my time to lead this bid, I tell them it's because I never had these opportunities. When I was a boy, the only winter sports I engaged in were the uphill snow shovel and the 50-meter firewood carry. I don't know how accurate it is, but it's very unusual to see J.K. Simmons doing a voice that's not his. Yes, that's one of my good things. It's very in- very interesting and, and uh, life-affirming. <laughs> Five stars. Speaking of J.K. Simmons, his phone photos are weird. I wish I'd have. I wish there'd been more about that. Yeah, what the fuck was he doing with those? Thomas. He scampers off into the distance. I, I, I did like with all the tech stuff that what it took uh, Harry Hole to yeah. get uh, Rebecca Ferguson's chest of drawers was just sliding yeah. the back off of it. <laughs> it was locked, but all he yeah. had to do was slide the bit of MDF out from the back <laughs> of it. Oh, didn't take into account how rubbish this furniture is. <laughs> Oh, it's Ikea. Damn you, Sweden. Yeah, okay, the son, having been let down mm. by his dad, his worthless dad, his Harry yeah. Hole dad, gets into the um, car with Shen- Charlotte Gainsbourg's mum, and the, uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg says something like, well, could I go with you? And it was just such a mum thing yeah. to say. It was. <laughs> Ned and I both looked at each other as though as though a puppy had just been born. It was, it was, oh. it was hard to watch. <laughs> Every time Charlotte Gainsbourg says something very yeah. sweet, a puppy is born. <laughs> There have been two puppies. Doesn't happen often. Usually she's fucking someone whilst being filmed yeah. menacingly by Lars von Trier. Oh, that suicide picture is rough. When, um, it looks very authentic when, yeah. um, mm. you know, the picture of the guy who's blown his head off. Oh, that was, that was real. I mean, the CGI. Yeah. Putting the snowman's <laughs> head on the empty was face. Dreadful. That was nonsense. But the actual picture, it looked mm. very real. I have one more. And, uh,. That is okay. that every time there was a snowman, whether it was in uh, in the real world or on, in a letter, Nell beside me went derp, and that was great. <laughs> it really helped diffuse any tension that was uh, lying latent in the film. <laughs> All right, my last thing. I think it's when he comes he comes into the house where the family is. He opens the door, and Rebecca Ferguson's finger has just been tacked to it. Mm. I don't need this anymore, so he just kind of nails it up there. <laughs> yeah. It's a very little thing, and obviously the music then goes, dun, 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 the <laughs> zooms in. The music was very unsubtle in this. He yeah. should have had, um, he didn't have his usual usual guy, Albert Iglesias, back, did he? I don't know. Hold on. No, he didn't, because in- Alberto Iglesias is still is too busy working with fucking Pedro Almodovar. Oh, boy. Teacher. Did get nominated for an Oscar for Tinker Taylor, though. 
Yeah. And he looks a lot like Danny Boyle. So he's got that going for him too. Oh man. What a man. Hey Paul, how about that OG team? We've had so many OG teams, I can't even... It's two of them. Two. Beyond the box set says, who doesn't love a Harry hole? And well. <laughs> Charlotte Gainsborough, I'll tell you that. She <laughs> um, is all over it. All in it. Up to her waist. We had quite a lot of fun with Harry hole. <laughs> you, you can't help but have fun with Harry hole. No. Just try Harry not to. Harry Hole for kids. It's just Michael. It's just a little puppet of Michael Fassbender looking dishevelled. Mum, I want a Harry Hole for Christmas. <laughs> you can't. Not in this <laughs> house. Not in Norway. They've been banned. <laughs> B Lawrence. Uh, B Lawrence says, "Surprise! This is on here. The trailer looked good. So I guess that's my one good thing." Trailer did look good, actually. I remember yeah. being intrigued, and you know, Thomas Alfredson. Thanks, Edgy Team. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Okay, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. It goes without saying that if you haven't seen Let the Right One In or Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, also by mm-hmm. uh, Scott and Glazius, what's his name? <laughs> Thomas Alfredson. That's the one. Then you must you must check them out because they're both superb. Uh, but if you want some other stuff, Mr. Paul? You could go with David Fincher's Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Could do. Which is an adaptation and not a, of the book and not a remake of the Swedish no. trilogy. Must must point that out. Mm. Uh, it's sort of lost in the halls of movie history, seemingly. Not that many people seem to have seen it and it, it kind of it didn't hit as, as hard as I was expecting, but mm. still one of the best David Fincher films as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Should have had its sequels uh, with the same director and actors involved, oh. but no well. Daniel Craig is M- Mikhail Blomqvist and Rooney Mara is Lisbeth Salander in this yeah, adaptation of the book. It matches the snowman for visual beauty, but uh, with the snowman, it's all it has, really, and it feels forced because of it. This is in uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. It's part of the landscape and overarching mood of the piece. It effectively weaves past and present stories and gives a far better sense of time and place when it dips into the past and also present Sweden. Dis- uh, disgraced journalist Mikhail Blomqvist is roped into investigating the death of Christopher Plummer's niece, from many, many years ago, and he ends up discovering many, many dark secrets about the Vanger fa- family, mm. and uh, it's a sort of investigative journalist procedural, with all the procedure fully intact. <laughs> fully filmed investigative yeah. procedure, and changed from the plot and some, uh, from the book in some very interesting and, I think, successful ways. I think so, too. Yeah. I agree. And I think Daniel Craig make, is, makes for a much better Harry Hole. You know, he has got a bit Even- of a rough edge to him, and he's, you know, a bit scrabbly, mm. but he's so fucking yeah. human. Cat. <laughs> he's he's vulnerable in a different way though, and I yeah. think whereas like he's not a grizzled alcoholic who's who's on yeah who's on who's you know one drink away from an anxiety attack. He's just he's a journalist who rightly freaks out when someone shoots at him <laughs> and spends the entire night going ah, ah sorry sorry I just felt my felt my cut again. Ah. I keep touching it. Ah, I'm gonna stop having sex with you in a moment if you don't quit it. Uh, brilliant. Yes, it's fabulous. And it yeah. deserves to be remembered as one of the great sort of serial killer movies yeah. and a very big mm. part of Scandi Noir. I feel like it gets too often perceived as just a cynical American remake of something, you know, traditionally, you know, from that country. But Fincher has so much craft yeah. and so much ability yeah. in storytelling that he really has made something vastly superior, I'm afraid, to the Swedish versions. And part of that is down to budget. But also, Fincher is a mm. master. Okay, well, my one better thing. Uh, one of the directors originally intended for The Snowman was uh, Morton Tildum, possibly mm. because he had already adapted a Yo Nesbo f- um, novel very successfully to the screen in Headhunters. 
It's a 2011 mm. black comedy thriller, which is extremely good. And it's um, Axel Henny plays Roger, a very insecure man. He's um, quite short, much shorter than his um, tall, beautiful blonde wife. He is um, living in a house he can't afford, working as a headhunter where most of his job is just bullshit. How does he stay ahead? Well, he likes to steal paintings now and then uh, from clients. Uh, he's an art heister. <laughs> art thief probably is the word. He's a heister. He's a heister. He's a shyster. He's, he's a heistman. He's going to come out as the meister because oh unfortunately he goes too far and he steals a painting from a former mercenary played with tre- uh, tremendous menace and charisma by Jamie Lannister. Uh, Nicolaj Costa Waldo. That's probably not how that's pronounced. I refuse <laughs> to believe this man is Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's in it, and he's speaking his... Um, not native, because I believe he's Danish, but I believe mm. he's speaking Norwegian, along with everyone else. Same thing. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past these crafty, deeply intelligent people, these great multilinguists, to just be swapping between Danish and Norwegian as if it was nothing. There is, there is 10% difference, I'm led to believe. <laughs> Fuckers. So he might be speaking Danish in his scenes. I'm not an expert. I'm sorry I led you to believe that. <laughs> anyway, it's really great. It's really funny. It's got a great sense of peril to it. The procedure actually is interesting and enticing and there's twists and turns and it's quite sexy as well. But mm. I don't know if I mentioned it. It is just really funny. It's got a lot of really great comedy sequences. And yeah, I highly recommend it. This is how this stuff should be handled. And the only other Yo Nesbo adaptation I know of is Jackpot, which is also a comedy. Hmm. A dark comedy. So maybe that's how these novels should be being adapted. Uh, okay. Because after all, the premise to the snowman, and we didn't really get into this, is ridiculous hmm. and highly contrived. Yes. Why did he seduce Charlotte Gainsbourg? Did he anticipate the face-off of Harry Hole? You know what? It's not worth even thinking. Just watch these films. <laughs> watch those films. Stay away from the snowman. But if you do end up get stuck watching it, You'll be alright. Okay, that was The One Better Thing. The One Better Thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thanks very much, everyone. If you want to get in touch, you can do that on Facebook and Twitter at um, forward slash OGTPod. Send us an email at gmail, OGTPod at gmail.com. If you haven't subscribed, do that. iTunes or Podbean. You can listen to us on Stitcher as well. Um, Episodes are up on YouTube, as are some comedy bits that you can send to a friend. Speaking of friends, tell them. (laughs) <laughs> a GT pod also speaking of friends just go and spend some time with them too because it's been a yeah. while give them a call they, uh, you haven't heard from them in a they, while they don't call that often but you've been leaving it to them thinking well if they're not going to call then I'm not going to call but sometimes you just have to be that person and call you know yeah. they might have their head on a snowman give them a call oh shit and then what are you going to do <laughs> call Harry Hole yeah look out for the coffee beans and f- frantically stuff them into another snowman <laughs> and then you are the snowman <laughs> oh it, was, it all came around yeah now brilliant. I'm a Harry Hole my novel Dockhead is available on Amazon for $5.99 uh, OGT Pod Jingles episodes 1 to 50 are available at ogtpod.bandcamp.com sure are. all the links are available in the episode description yep my reviews are at Screen Mayhem and the London Film Festival is already started ah. for the press anyway Um, so go there and check out reviews all of them cool all the stuff all the stuff i could be bothered to get into stuff them in your harry hole <laughs> then then light it up and smoke it and wait for games board to come to mate it's a very elaborate procedure but it's what you've got to do but she will come if you want the little holes uh. Uh. nobody wants the little <laughs> holes hello no look what you've done harry hole god go away everyone you two listeners at home <laughs> go away bye i'm paul salt i'm paul goodman and remember the one good thing about your harry hole is Charlotte Gainsbourg dry-humping Michael Fassbender with no discernible reason.